0: Maley Smith, thank you so much for being here this morning. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. So take us through it as far as what what you're learning and what we can all learn as we here in Philadelphia. And we, we are familiar, by the way, as you know, with Paul Vallis. He was our CEO of public schools and known as a school reformer. So he's a familiar name, a familiar face in that close election that he just lost In Chicago, what does your research tell you? Right. So, Paul Dallas faced Brandon Johnson
1: in this runoff election in Chicago. Both were Democrats. Um, You know, we don't have a Republican necessarily that would be running and making the runoff in Chicago. So, what we had though was Johnson was really a proxy for the radical Chicago Teachers Union here. He only taught for four years, and then he became a paid union organizer for CTU for over a decade. And we dug into the funding of both candidates, and more than 90% of the funding that Johnson received was from unions, 50% from teachers' unions. And, you know, in 2021, our outgoing mayor, Lori Lightfoot, predicted that CTU didn't just want to run CPS. They also wanted to run City Hall, and that is what we have now. Johnson is deeply connected with CTU, and Chicago really becomes a blueprint for any special interest looking to seize power in their own cities over City Hall or other offices. You know, you pour enough union dues and foot soldiers into an election to the detriment of kids and and the teachers, and you too can take over City Hall. And I think particularly for Philadelphia, There is um, the candidate, Helen Gim, who has Mm -hmm. been endorsed and supported by the local teachers affiliate there. Um, And she tweeted out after Johnson's victory, joyful for Chicago, we got next, Philly. So it's definitely something to be watching there.
0: Yeah, and some people may be listening and say, well, wait a minute. Isn't the teachers union for the children? And isn't this a vote for the children and the students and to better our education?" Yeah. What people <laughs> don't always realize
1: is that these government unions, and particularly teachers unions in this context, have become political powerhouses. Um, in Chicago, in 2010, a, a more political activist slate of leaders took over Chicago Teachers Union. And since then, strikes have become the go-to weapon against the district. They've locked out five times since 2012. And the focus has really shifted to politics above all else. Um, They've spent about $19 million since 2010 on state and local elections. They've funded half of our General Assembly, um, two out of three aldermen in Chicago, and they've really actually deprioritized teachers. They don't put money into representing teachers. Just 19% of what CTU spends is on representing teachers, and even the teachers themselves. CTU faced backlash from its members through this election, for spending teacher dues on politics, which is something they had said they would not do, but they violated their own rules. And it has upset members, and they've actually filed an unfair labor practice against the union because it is not putting teachers
0: first. And it's such an important point that you make because sometimes I think there's a, a misunderstanding where, or maybe it's on purpose, that, that people say, oh, if you're against this, you're against teachers. And why are you putting teachers down. In fact, what, what this research shows is that it's the opposite in the, in, in fact, that teachers are not being supported in the way they should or even investing in the classroom spending and, and investing in the kids. And we've seen our, of course, we've seen our test scores here in Philadelphia across the nation. We've never seen these kinds of test scores where even the math scores hit, have hit historic lows. It's disturbing. Mm-hmm.
1: Right, and we see that in Chicago as well. Um, Just disastrous effects on the school district since this more radical leadership of CTU took over. Enrollment is dropping. We've lost 90,000 students since 2010. Proficiency is declining. Um, Nearly 80% of our 11th graders could not read or perform math at grade level. And last year, chronic there has been an increase in nearly half of CPS students were chronically absent last year. And this is all coming after this radical wing of Chicago teachers union took over that has been more focused on politics. Um, Brandon Johnson, like I, like I mentioned, was one of their organizers and, and he is even on the record talking about shifting the union away from, you know, what's best for kids and really what teachers want. To a more socialist standpoint, he is, we have a video of him talking about how you have to start the baby socialists off small with just wearing buttons, um, and then eventually they'll, they'll put on the Union red T-shirt. Um, so this is something that has been a while in the making, but it is not about kids. It's not even about their members. It's about a radical political agenda, but they're playing the long game, and they ha- now have someone in city hall. And that is something that other cities need to be watching.
0: Yeah, and I love the way it's a great article, you know, in real clear because it it's not something that's that is evolving in a grassroots, organic way, and that's what you go through. And you know, in the article that I know that you helped to research and formulate this um, piece of research and investigative reporting, that in fact it's all about this plan. To bring the radical new leadership, as you say, convincing the members and, you know, go, going through that, convincing the members, like you said, wearing the buttons and then wearing the red T-shirt. And you're quoting Brandon Johnson, who's the new mayor of of Chicago, was a real part of this plan. So it's all, I mean, it feels kind of diabolical <laughs> as they're talking about social, at a, he, he was speaking out and this was m- more than a decade ago at a socialism conference that you found i mean that is creepy to me it is And, and when you
1: look at what chicago teachers union has been demanding in their negotiations over the years you see that groundwork laid several years ago what they were demanding was defunding the police in the teachers union negotiations Like that's not something that belongs in a teacher's contract um, they've demanded things like the creation of affordable housing. Um, Chicago's teachers union refers to it as like bargaining for the common good. Um, what they think is the common good. Um, and, and it is not necessarily what the teacher members want themselves. And we're seeing members leaving the union. We are seeing like you mentioned, proficiency of students in decline. This is something that's not about teachers. It's not about the kids. It's a it's a power play, and they are in it for the long haul.
0: And you had other statistics as well, looking at all of these financial records. I know you referred to between 2010 and, and last year, the 90,000 students who've left the Chicago Public School District. We talk about that here in our region as well. People, families just leaving in droves. And as well, our charter school system used to be many of the best schools here in Philadelphia. uh, Public schools used to be a a coveted prize that would be earned. And a lot of families would really map out their financial situation to say, okay, we're going to pay for the private school until our child can get into, you know, get into one of these schools where we apply and it's starting in seventh grade or fifth grade, whatever that is, or certainly by high school and they would earn it and their entire lives. They were told Mm -hmm. you got to get into this school. Well, then they changed this. This is something new that we're dealing with in the city. They changed it and they said, Oh, nope, you can't earn it. You just got to get lucky. And it's all in the name of diversity. Well, parents aren't having it. Many just left. So we have the same kind of, kind of exodus of, Parents who've just said we're out, we're leaving the city because we're not going to deal with the failing public schools. But you have some other, you know, other financial stats that you had looked at through the um, a recent study you quoted by the Illinois Policy Institute, talking about the teachers and how much they fund. And so it's well beyond a city. It's this is them looking outward and saying we can do this across the country at a state level. Correct. Mm-hmm.
1: Correct, so Chicago Teachers Union um, has spent about nineteen million dollars on state and local elections since two thousand ten, and they have funded half of the state's general assembly um, and and then again, they poured nearly two point three million into the Brandon Johnson campaign and what we see is them using member dues again members are upset by this to better their position with the people that they are helping elect. And something that people should remember is when those chosen candidates are elected, those are the people that are going to be sitting across the table from the union when it comes to negotiations. So in 2024, when C2U's contract is up and it's being negotiated, who are they going to negotiate with? It's going to be with Brandon Johnson, <laughs> one of their own. That's a, it's a bad scenario for kids, it's a bad scenario for teachers, and it's definitely a bad scenario for taxpayers who are going to be on the hook for paying for all of the expensive the, new demands that CTU makes and is much more likely to get with Brandon Johnson sitting across the table.
0: Yeah, and I think of you know the, the union's power and how on a national level, we saw during the pandemic, I think we all lived through that, where right, the, right, it wasn't about the science, following the science to aid children. It was really the union, as and I can't believe Randy Weingarten. I mean, she's you know she's still there after everything, but it was the power of the union and all of the information that leaked out at the at the federal level, at the national level, influencing allegedly the CDC and policymakers at the national level. You know, I think people, I just can't, I think we have to be so aware of this. What would, what is your advice as you've studied this and you're in the heat of it, your advice to Philadelphia voters who are educating, we're all educating ourselves and what to look for and what are the red flags for you as moving forward, people in big cities like Chicago, what we should be looking for as educated voters.
1: Sure. I would, I think my first line would be follow the money. Who is supporting these candidates? And does that support line up with what you think is best for your city? I know you mentioned that FOP has endorsed one Mm -hmm. candidate. That happens here. FOP endorsed ballots. Mm -hmm. Um, But FOP didn't follow that up with money. He actually, as of the Friday before the election, had received zero money from police unions. On the other hand, like I said, Brandon Johnson, 90% of his funding was from unions. Individuals supported Vallis. 71% of his funding was from individual donors. Um, and, And it really did swing the election. Even though Vallis had more money, Johnson had the support of the unions who also supplied the foot soldiers to go out, get people to vote, get people to vote the way that they wanted despite the fact that over half of parents within Chicago think that CTU already had too much power and too much sway over the city. Now we have a mayor who is is beholden to the union, who is one of their own. And so my, my advice would be to follow the money, see who is supporting these candidates and, think, you know, know what they support. The teachers unions are not supporting kids and they're not supporting teachers.
0: Well said. Well, Maley Smith, we thank you so much, attorney and director of labor policy there at the Illinois Policy Institute. And we thank you so much. And you and Matt Pepprocki did such a great piece for Real Clear Politics. And we here in Philadelphia can learn a lot from it and gain gain so much knowledge from your hard work. So thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thank you.